So, um, how do you deal with pressure, Tia? Um, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're tuning in to Slightly Balanced, hosted by Tia and Petey. This show is all about all things positivity, business, entrepreneurship, relationships, and mental health. We encourage you to listen if you are looking for a relatable community that will cheer you on in life. This episode is sponsored in part by the Barn at Aspen Acres, inviting you to unite, grow, and celebrate together. And by Blue Spruce Coffee Truck, a mobile coffee delivery service available to pour you some love. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slightly Balanced, where we hope to give you a daily dose or weekly dose, I guess in this case, of positivity. Uh, We will start off with the happiness segment. Woohoo! I'm excited about this one. (laughs) (laughs) somebody doesn't like it oh i'm just kidding she likes it all right so getting into the happiness segment today we're going to talk about pd opening her hut whoa whoa. pd opened her hut last week yeah so those of you who don't know what a hut is it's a little drive-through kiosk for coffee so it's the blue spruce coffee hut Mm Mhm. yeah and it's only like 90 square feet so it seems really small but it seemed like such a big project for me (laughs) it was i have a couple questions so we can spread the joy okay all right what's your favorite feature of the hut Ooh, i love just all the small little details and just how cozy we made it because it could have turned out a lot more janky and i think (laughs) (laughs) all things considered all things considered and just all the people that put their special touch on it so like you coming in she's staining the windows because i can't paint worth a darn and she's just like give me your staining (laughs) brush so from you like staining the windows to one of my friends making the open and close sign to enlisting the cute little junior boy from Belfouche to cut our sign like just all the hands that went into it's like my favorite i guess that's what little aprons and our little aprons i can't wait for them to get here wednesday yeah we had another coffee truck owner um hand make aprons for us and all of our other team team members team members team members (laughs) um and um you did most of the work yourself since we're kind of talking about that um I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess I was a contractor, the general contractor. Yeah. <laughs> big, big old pants. <laughs> yeah, I just, had, I just had the guy that made our shed. I was like, can you can you build me a coffee hut like this size? So he built the shell of it, and then I had an electrician and plumber come out and do their job. And then we laid the flooring, and we painted the walls, and we installed... Trim? Trim, countertops, yeah. cabinets, and then, yeah, installed everything else. Fridge, <laughs> appliances. <laughs> yeah, she did it all. Okay, what's your favorite drink? I think the one that holds, like, a really soft spot in my heart is the Black Hills, which is our vanilla with a hint of maple. Mm. And it's just so comforting. And I feel like people are like, oh, I hate maple. Because they think that they're, like, drinking a pancake. And I'm like, Susan, if you haven't tried it, don't knock it, you know? But it's my <laughs> favorite. I love this because you can hear like Petey's excitement around coffee. <laughs> we haven't really had that yet. Um, so what encouraged you to open the hut? Well, I just had so many people tracking me down on the truck yep. and sending me messages. And if like I could raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely raising her hand right now, which is totally fine. I love it when people track me down because um, normally I have a pretty like average route. But like when I'm swamped in the summertime, like six people hunting me down in a day can set me back. 20 30 minutes especially yeah. if they're like a talker which are just love. like the messages the incline of messages that you're getting and that's one thing people don't understand is every text message and every message i get i have to respond back to that and so i just had a high demand and a high 
message and a high following that I felt like by having a stationary location, it would allow people to be able to try our products and to get a little bit of happiness from us, I guess. That was like my main thing. Um, And we aren't open on weekends with the track. You know, we reserve that for weddings or for 5Ks or fishing tournaments. And I also don't want to work seven days a week. So I only work Monday through Friday. So, and, it, and it's not that you don't want people to text and call, no, but it's just no, like, no, no, no. it was like that next little step that you're like, well, I'm wanted and I'm needed. I'm wanted. So, so I guess we'll give it to you. It's kind of the idea. So and yeah. it's, you had lines, lines on oh your first my day. Gosh. We had like, yeah, it wrapped around the gas station. I like ran in to get ice and they're like, do you, do you, they have like, you know, they have all the 20 different surveillance cameras. Like, do you know how long your line is? I was like, yeah, I don't want to look at it right now. <laughs> Just give me my eyes. Just give me my eyes. Let's go. <laughs> well, that is our happiness segment today. So everyone give a little shout out to PD when you listen to this mm-hmm. by driving through and getting some coffee. And if you're far, far away, which we hope you are. Yeah. Um, give us a rate and review just for just for PD. Yes. <laughs> you <guys laughs> or you can so go to sweet. her Google page. And we want to celebrate you guys too. What milestones have you guys accomplished? And we want to celebrate you. You're our happiness. You can be our happiness segment. So let us know what's going yeah. on in your life. I love that. Okay. So the next one's going to be our assertive segment, which is going to be our interview with Isabel Freeze. And Tia, do you want to tell us a little bit about her, like introduce her, and then we'll go into the interview with her? Yeah. So um, Isabel um, is a talented musician. Um, she spends a lot of time working with nonprofits um, and not only nonprofits locally where she's living, but also around the world. Um, she's traveling abroad quite a bit. And I'm just really excited to share my little interview with her. Um, and you guys can kind of hear more and hear more about her story and why we chose her. Yeah, and we'll tag her Instagram and her social media so you guys can go follow her too. (laughs) Here she is. Um, So do you want to introduce yourself and kind of um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Isabel Fries. I'm um, a senior at USC in California, and I'm originally from Denver. I'm studying, not music actually, um, but international relations and Spanish and nonprofits. And um, I, what else? Um, I'm also a singer and that's a massive part of my life and um, has been forever and is something that I've been able and like been fortunate enough to be able to do on the side on top of school and still have it like a big part of my life, but separate from like academics, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know anything else. (laughs) How do we know each other? (laughs) We've known each other for, oh my gosh, when did we meet? I was probably like seven. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of Danny and the Murrays. Yeah. They're like my Danny, your cousin is like my first friend ever. And so you you were seven, and I babysat you. And yeah, and you babysat me. Intern. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the cute little Isabel is now grown up and in college. Yes, it's so <laughs> weird. About to graduate college in May, which is absolutely bizarre. Um, it's gone so fast, but yes, we have known each other for a long, long time. I remember you like recorded your first song um, as I was babysitting you. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, I'm blanking on it, but you're like, it's like the perfect song. It was an, um, 
put your records on. Yes, by Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Um, so I have a few questions for you, and that kind of leads into it. So how did you get started in music, and what age and where did you get started? I, um, oh gosh, I started singing when I was like four. I mean, like not actually singing, but singing. It was, I loved music in every single way. Um, I, the first memory or what my parents say is that the first time I ever like performed was at my third birthday party. I like stole the mic from the Dorothy (laughs) they had hired for my Wizard of Oz party. And I started singing somewhere with over the rainbow and she was really really pissed off about that but um that was like my start but after that I mean I always loved to sing and I loved to sing in front of people and I think when I was probably like eight or nine I started like really singing and taking voice lessons and um recording songs which was kind of crazy but I absolutely loved it and From there, I recorded a few songs, just like old hits from the early 2000s, and then I never stopped. I, um, that was kind of the start of it. So what encouraged your love and passion for music? Is there something or someone specific? I grew up in a very artistic family in a way, but, um, I don't know. Music was always just kind of like my thing like that escape that I always had even when I was a little girl like I had this massive boom box in my room and I would sit in my room and listen to like Kelly Clarkson and Hillary Duff and like blast it <laughs> and that was like my escape always I don't like remember a time in my life when it wasn't something that I always like kind of cling to and I think my dad and my mom definitely introduced me to music when I was really little and like old music and classic rock. So I think older stuff is also like a big influence on my life. I mean, my favorite artist is Elton John. So like that kind of stuff definitely pushed me to pursue music in a way. Mm. And it's like what I think of. And your dad uh, plays in a band? Is that right? Yes. Yes. My dad (laughs) singer as well, but he didn't discover that he could sing until he was like, in his late forties. Um, he always sang to me. That was always a big part of my life is him singing to me when I was little. And then now he's in a band with a bunch of like businessmen. Um, (laughs) and he's the lead singer and he absolutely loves it. So that's like a cool thing that we've been able to share as well. That's awesome. So what is your, um, we'll kind of get to why we brought you on, but what is your future goals? What's your five to 10 year plan where you want to go with music? Well, it's interesting. I'm not like your typical singer because um, what I want to do is actually international work uh, in education and or in government internationally. So, you know, everyone thinks that my number one goal is singing when in reality, I hope to somehow find a mixture of the um, nonprofit and volunteerism work that I've you know, love to do more than anything and also music Um, and maybe finding a way to incorporate both, which I already have kind of done a little bit. But um, besides like the jobs that I have going out of college that have nothing to do with music, um, I still am focusing on it. And I've been recording songs this whole year 
um, going in next week as well. Um, all like kind of originals to try and put out an EP in the next few months or a single at least pretty soon. Um, and it's interesting kind of having like a double, not a double life, but like two very strong passions that aren't necessarily similar. So it's kind of like a, like two lane track, um, with, I like that. Yeah. With music and doing that because I love it, not necessarily because I want to be famous or I want the money. That was never my drive with music. Even when I was little, I just wanted to do it. Um, so like I'd be content singing in bars on a Saturday um, if that's what it was because it's just about doing it and having it in my life and performing that is almost enough for me. And that's so being, mature of you. Like that's yeah. so mature of you to re- realize that and be like, yeah. Hey, my true passion is to help others. Yeah. Um, and internationally, but like, I still want, this is a passion of mine and I want to still keep it at least as a hobby, if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so I'm, I'm happy I could realize that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So, um, what appearances have you done with your music? Like, what, what is maybe your favorite song that you've recorded or worked with other people with? Um, tell me a little bit about that. Um, well, appearance-wise, I've performed at a lot of different things. Um, I've sang mainly a lot at like charity benefits, um, which is really special because a lot of the times they are for things that I'm really passionate about or things that like I work on. Mm-hmm. But I think... Um, I was able to perform in Uganda, um, where I do most of my work. I'm a part of a large NGO there called Global Livingston Institute. And every year they do the largest music fest in um, East Africa. And it's basically to raise awareness for AIDS and HIV. And like everyone that goes can get tested for those kind of things. And it's like a big concert. And I got to sing at it my sophomore year. So like two or three years ago. Um, and that was probably like my most memorable performance. I got like, I sang class, I sang like a Jackson five song and, um, just like fun things, but I got to also incorporate like local musicians into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and also do it for something that I'm so passionate about. So that was incredibly special for me. Um, that kind of reminds me of like um, the We Are the World yeah. song that everybody put on by Haiti. I can totally see you like orchestrating several of those in your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, like that's the stuff I love. And like that's like when music becomes more powerful than people think it is. Um, yeah. So that's definitely like probably my most memorable thing. I love it. Okay. Um, so you said you earlier that we, you um, are going to re- release one of your EPs an EP in the next couple months, but you did really, um, you did just release, um, a, like a Christmas song, right? Yes, I did. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us the feelings and excitement it made you have. Um, that's really the biggest thing. When I saw this, I was like, I have to have Isabel on the show because she's got to be our happiness segment. this, (laughs) This is like such a big moment, right? Yeah, it is. It was a really, really special moment. I think it was, really special mainly because it was something that was completely my own. It wasn't like a cover. It wasn't, um, I don't know, like something someone else had already done. It was like completely my own. And also like what 
can be happier than a Christmas song. So, <laughs> um, and I'm obsessed with Christmas. So it was kind of like a, like just a really perfect recipe of everything. Um, but I loved it. I mean, getting to like have my family listen to it at Christmas time and everyone just kind of like incorporating my voice into such like a special time of year was really incredible for me. Um, but it was on repeat at Christmas. Yes. My little (laughs) cousins, I listened to it for hours on end, which I loved. Um, but it was a really special moment. I think it, it felt more my own than anything else I had recorded or done or put out even on YouTube. It just felt like more authentic for me. Sure. Um, you're going to remember that for a life. (laughs) Yes, of course. Completely. Um, and your your new EP that you're about to release will be just like a normal, regular of your style genre. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We're hoping, hoping it all works out. But yeah, there's um, a few songs I've already done and some stuff I'm still working on. And um, I am excited for it to come out. I'm excited to be able to finish it in the next few months. I'm not exactly sure when it will be completed, but hopefully soon. Um, definitely this year. And um, we need you to graduate college first. Right? I know. I know. One. That's number <laughs> one. Um, I'm getting there. I'm almost there. Um, but it'll definitely be done in the next few months. And I'm really excited about that. So where can people follow you, find it when it does come out so they can listen and then listen to some of your past work, plus check out your website and um, really see some of that other international um, nonprofit work that you've been able to do? Yeah. um, Instagram. I have an Instagram. It's Isabel Freeze Music. Um, And then um, some stuff on Facebook. Don't really use it. Um, And then there is a website. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still Isabel Freeze Music. Um, and then the song that the Christmas song I did is on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and everything else should be online and on Instagram. Awesome. Thanks so much, Isabel, for coming on, telling us a little bit about your happiness in this crazy world. And yeah. can't wait to see the big things you do in this world. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy I could be a part of it. Blue Spruce Coffee Truck is a mobile coffee delivery service available for daily deliveries as well as weddings, church functions, and sporting events. Visit us on Facebook to see how we can be a part of your next event. The Barn in Aspen Acres is a simplistic, modern, farmhouse-style wedding and event center that is now booking for 2020 and 2021. To learn more and book your event, visit www.blackhillsbarn.com. So our next one is going to be our bravery segment. And so this week's bravery segment is going to be about four ways how we handle pressure or we fail to handle pressure. So um, how do you deal with pressure, Tia? Um, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I get kind of quiet, but I also, I mean, I guess it depends on uh, what it is. 
So what are we talking about? Well, the first person, the first type of person that handles pressure is the pressure cooker. Um, this type of person does not shy away from pressure moments and typically, typically approaches them with a competitive attitude, which often turns into hostility in high stakes <laughs> situations, be mm-hmm. it in a discussion with a spouse or a client. The Sometimes I'm pretty competitive. <laughs> the pressure cooker frequently confuses stressful moments with pressure moments. And as a result, he or she is continually on high alert In pressure moments. He or she easily arouses, make, arouses, making it difficult for them to perform or communicate in their cap- capability. Besides doing poorly in pressure moments, pressure cookers tend to leave relationships filled with squawking and often engage in counterproductive coping habits seemingly to reduce their daily feelings of pressure. Okay, I have to say one thing. I feel like A, it matters what mood you're in. B, what the topic is. Time of month. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Anyways, um, so there's a lot of variables, but I think if you're really passionate about something... um, I could definitely see myself being a pressure cooker. Well, I feel like I was a pressure cooker with the hut because I felt like I just like continually. Oh, come on, like, girl. I, kept, <laughs> I felt like I kept like, just like kept like accepting things like to be okay. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. And just like kept dealing with these disappointments. And then finally I was like, okay, this is not fine anymore. Do <laughs> yeah, your girl. job. Like seriously. And then I think I came off as a psychopath, but you know, whatever. Uh, the second no, assertive assertive sorry not psychopath yeah. assertive it's all about wording um, the second one is pressure reducers often appearing to be calm pressure reducers tend to be productive because they have learned to keep feelings of pressure to a minimum their main strategy is to slow down their operations and the operations of their environment they have also learned to immunize themselves to the pressure of unrealistic expectations that others put on them and I feel like this is so one of the people that I hired on the team for Blue Spruce, she's just very consistent. Lots of the, like those cars and stuff in our drive through on Saturday, even though it was insane, didn't bother her. And she was able to like totally zone out and focus on what she needed to do. I'm like, yeah, girl, See, I'm that way. I can be that way. Mm-hmm. Like if I have a long list, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get part, you know, point A done, point mm-hmm. B, point C mm-hmm. and like just get through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times when I like don't know the list of events, I can kind of become like pressures eating. At Pre- me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like for her, like if I was in line, I would just be like, okay, yeah, I'm only going to be able to take care of the person in front of me and I right. can't worry. But right. also there's this like piece of you as a business owner where you're probably like, but I, but I don't want them to like pull out of my line. We got to hurry. <laughs> I, um, I, one gal came through the line on, on Sunday and she's like, I was like, thank you for waiting in that long line. And she said, yeah, not a problem. You only had one person that was too weak to wait in line. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Hey, at least it was only one though. So number three is the pressure avoiders. I haven't read this, but I think I might relate to this one just from the title. <laughs> These individuals perceive pressure moments as very threatening. When in a pressure situation, they become highly anxious. Pressure avoiders lose a lot of opportunities for career advance because they rarely, if ever, volunteer for big assignments. At staff meetings, they are apt to be reluctant to share their ideas or criticize the work of others. The fact that many pressure avoiders are often very competent suggests that many might be one of the 18 million individuals with an anxiety disorder. Disorder. Pressure avoiders think, quote, I just want to get through it. I am finished if I fail, end quote. Okay, I guess I don't really relate to this one because no. I, I usually, like when I was in, actually employed by someone, I usually would take on the big product projects. I think they're kind of floaters, these people are. Mm-hmm. It's okay, though. 
Oh yeah. I, I sometimes I really need the pressure of voiders in my group of people. <laughs> sometimes I really like them. <laughs> Number four is the pressure performers. These individuals represent the minority. They perceive pressure moments as op- as their opportunities that can enhance their lives and thus approach them with confidence and optimism. Pressure performance tends to frequent bouts of enthusiasm and often volunteer in seek out opportunities. Pressure performers do not try to exceed their capabilities; rather, they rely on the fact that if they perform to their capabilities, they will often more often success they'll more often be successful than not. Pressure mm-hmm. performers hold thoughts like, "quote I can do this. I will do my best. If I fail, there will be plenty of other chances." End quote. I'm super this person. That's your. That's what you are. The pressure yeah. performer. I definitely do better under pressure. And I definitely, it's kind of like I was a procrastinator in school. Uh, were you really? Yeah. I. Someone told me about you in high school and they said you were Miss Popular. No. You were Miss Beautiful. You were everybody's <laughs> best friend and everybody loved you because you were just a sweetheart. And they said you were super smart. No, actually, that's all false. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the way she she perceived you. So I'm pretty sure I know who it was. <laughs> so that is our bravery segment. Um, but that was nicer. Um, <laughs> I have a question though from our listeners. <gasps> yeah. Tell us what you are. Are you a pressure cooker, a pressure mm-hmm. reducer, a pressure avoider, or a pressure performer like Tia? Yeah. And why what do you think? You? You're, what do you think? Why do you think you're that person? What do you think you are? I don't know. After looking at those, I'm a little bit of everything, which makes me think I have a split personality disorder. Oh, my God. See, this is why I can't go to WebMD for things. Oh, man. Okay. Um, That's not true. We'll figure it out and get back to you. We'll let her think about it a little bit more. Yeah, I'll think on that one. I feel like I can relate to all of them. Okay. (laughs) Moving on to the next segment, which is our love segment. So, talking about pressure cooking, our love segment has to do with pressure in relationships, how expectations lead to disappointment. Don't expect set expectations going into new relationships or even with yourself. So, the reason we're bringing this into the love segment today is because I feel like it is unfair to set expectations, and that's where frustrations come into play, mm-hmm. especially in our romantic relationships, at least for me. What if you were like... I never expected a partner to do the dishes or those are do good laundries. expectations. That's it, that's like a surprise, unexpected. Right, but if you didn't expect them to do it, and then, then they exciting. did it. That's, that's true. Like if I wasn't like, oh, I expect you to do the dishes, good and you didn't you do, them. do them. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm mad at you. Yeah, but then they you don't ex- don't put that expectation out there. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it's unfair to put expectations on people, especially if you don't voice your expectations. Mm-hmm. You just think that they're just going to do it. And I think that that, which I set myself up for a failure yesterday on that because I worked all day. I was like, for sure, Slate will clean the house because we have company flying in on Wednesday. I called him on my way home. I'm like, yes, yeah, so you clean the house? No, I watched football all day. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> typical boy. <laughs> and but I set that expectation, but didn't say anything to him. And so there, I've set myself up for disappointment. Yeah, communication's you know. huge, especially on expectations. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially okay. So this is a great ex. ex- oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great example. Um, so for like our first superstars, we just started this little 
crowdfunding unplugged event called Superstars. Which is super cool, by the way. Go check it out on Facebook. Yeah, it's super cool. We hope that you come. Our next event's February 10th um, out at the barn. Um, anyways, so we were kind of talking about how many people we expect to come to the event. Oh, yeah. Slate asked me, he's like, so how many, he's like, so what do you think your numbers are going to be every day in the hut? And I'm like, I'm not setting myself up yeah, for disappointment. Don't do that. So like, even though these work with love, they also work in your real life, like setting up those new expectations. Mm-hmm. So maybe even setting an expectation that's kind of low so that, you know, you can exceed it or that person can exceed it. Mm-hmm. So one of the girls in the group, um, Spencer said, well, I'm, I'm hoping for 30 people and we Mm. had like 60. And so that expectation was like, oh, we met it. We did better than it. And like having that mindset of like, okay, well, if only 30 people come, it's still a success. Oh yeah. So same, like maybe we need to set lower expectations or none at all. So we don't get disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. I absolutely agree. So whether it be romantic or in your personal lives or in your work lives or whatever, don't set expectations because they lead to disappointment. Um, So that's that. So we're moving on on to the quote of the day. And I'll close the day today. I think I just really like my Instapot for some reason because everything has a theme of pressure cooking. So (laughs) (laughs) I actually really like this one. So this quote is pressure can burst a pipe or make a diamond. Mm. That's so true. And I think that has to do with your mindset a little bit. Yep. Mm -hmm. How do you choose to look at the situation? Yeah. There's so many like pieces of this that we can go into, but I love it. So let's just leave it. Pressure can burst a pipe or make a diamond. You get to choose. Yeah, choose wisely. (laughs) Guys, have the best day. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope that you enjoyed the interview and we hope you enjoyed all parts of the segments. Email us, let us know what kind of pressure person you are. Uh, We hope that you'll tune in next week as we start a new series called the world wide web and that will be our series for the month of february it's gonna be so interesting it's gonna be fun and we're gonna have so many interviews for you guys which will be really really fun yes getting into the interview world now yes but hey will you guys go and rate and review us please please (laughs) it helps us a lot and facebook and share it and Mm. do all the things that make us happy yeah and also we really love when you give us feedback. So thank you for all sending us texts. Yes. The, all the encouragement just really keeps us going. I think that's what pushes us to record the next one, record the next one, record the next one. Because sometimes you're like, is what I'm saying actually going out into the world? <laughs> <laughs> we listen like several times over before. Before it even gets posted to the world. Yeah. The world. <laughs> in our headphones. In our headphones and in our cars. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Go subscribe, like, listen, rate on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the socials. We love you guys. See you next week.